Hey, everybody, this is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life and the riddles of human nature. I think we got a riddle coming up in a little bit. I don't know, but we'll see. On this episode, mom reviews the classic TV special, A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. That's right. A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm great. I just came back from a piano lesson. I thought your lesson was on Thursday. Well, I have to double up this week because uh, I won't have a lesson on Thanksgiving and my teacher hates to miss a check. So she says, let's do a makeup lesson. (laughs) So you're doing, you did a makeup lesson before you missed one. That's That's right. Well, that's very efficient. Yes, it is. So I'll have to go right back in a couple of days for another lesson. And uh, she, I worked and worked and worked and worked on this very difficult piece. Probably um, not the most difficult piece I've ever played, although right up there, but um, certainly the most difficult to memorize, a very musically complex piece. And so I've just been working and working and working on this piece. And I showed up and I did a pretty good job with it today. And we played through it and worked on it a little bit. And and then she said, okay, come back on Thursday and uh, you'll play some Chopin etudes for me, which are also very, not as hard to memorize, but also very difficult um, and technically involved pieces. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So for the next two days, I just got to get back in this mode. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to the Thanksgiving break because I'll be able to breathe again. She's so demanding. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, I think I think you knew what you were in for when you signed on with yeah. her. <laughs> I did. You she know, made the, it for clear people from the like her, this is their life. This is it. This is what it's all about. I, I think she thinks that's what it, that's what I'm like too, and it's kind of becoming that way. The last few days, yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah. That's how they that's how they do it. Uh, speaking of that, yeah. I lost a million dollars today <gasps> because yes, it's very sad. The piano movers called this morning. And yeah, let me let me explain first what the situation is so people wondering where all this okay. piano stuff is coming from. So I have a piano. It's in New Hampshire, at least uh, as of last night, it was in New Hampshire. But uh, apparently this I saw a brief video of it being moved out so it can make its journey to Chicago. And did you make a wager on this or what happened? Well, the guy called or a guy called and said, they were 45 minutes away. It might be closer to an hour. You know, we had snow today. Yeah. Um, all well and good. And when Daddy hung up, I said, he sounds like a thug. And so Daddy laughed, and I, and I said, well, wait, not a thug. He sounds like a stoner. That's what I mean. That's what I really mean. Uh. And uh, Daddy said, well, that's not what I heard at all. That's. You know, your perception and my perception are so different, and they are. And I said, they are so different. I'm always right. So Daddy said, well, I'll bet you a million dollars, because that's what we usually bet each other. And I thought about it and thought about it, and I really felt confident in what I had heard on the phone. Mm. And I bet him a million dollars. And when the guy came, the main person was fine. His helper was a stoner, but <laughs> that wasn't who was on the phone. Oh, now how did you come to this determination of stoner or not? Dad made the decision 
with because when they came in, they came in through his office to go upstairs to the, yeah. uh, get the piano. And he said the other guy was was one of these, oh, my arm hurts. Oh, that's really heavy. You know, one of those kinds. <laughs> He's a piano mover complaining about He's heavy stuff. He's a piano stuff. mover with sore arms. <laughs> okay. And that so made him a just, stoner you know, in dad's eyes. Well, that's what, that's what he said. But he said I lost because the, the, the main fellow was not. And how did he carry himself? Hello, I'm here from the piano movers to move your piano. Is that how you knew exactly he wasn't a stoner? Exactly like yeah. that. Just exactly like that. <laughs> Press hard. You're signing in triplicate. Thank you. He was very nice. He was a young fellow too, but he was very nice. I know. I know everybody partakes. It's just that some people have a demeanor. I, not everybody partakes. Okay, that's not what I mean. Many people. Do anybody partake. could, and you wouldn't be able to tell necessarily, is what you're saying, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor do I care. Yeah. Thank God for that. But uh, so I lost a million dollars. We keep okay. track of it on the refrigerator. <laughs> um, well, it's kind of a hazy bet, no pun intended, but uh, well, stoner or not. Well, the demeanor. Yeah. Okay. You know, some people some people seem to be, oh, I'm just going to get myself in trouble here. Yep. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Tady. I'm here to move your piano. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just adjust my bow tie. All right. Ready to go. That's your non-stoner piano movie. That's not, that's not what I'm looking for. It's been a pleasure doing business with you. Thank you. Johnny, you know what I mean. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I need to follow up on something from last week. Last week I told the story about... Um, Anna's mother visiting and somewhat hearing impaired, as we all are as we age. You know, we go at different rates. Oh, but she boy, could... it really sounds like you're pedaling backwards here. I am. I am. Uh, turning the, the volume up way loud on the TV, and I thought it was funny because she kept watching Barry, which um, we've covered here on the show. It's a show Bill Hader plays an assassin. There's a lot of violence in it. So every night I'd be putting the kids to bed, and like I said, it sounded like there was like a brawl <laughs> happening downstairs, and it was disorienting, but I just thought it was funny. Well, um, my mother-in-law didn't find it as funny as I did, and uh, she was a little annoyed uh, at me telling the story on the podcast. So I'd just like to make it—she said, you never complained to me. You never told me it was a problem. And I said, that's because it wasn't a problem. It was just a funny thing, and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast— and, you know, I told it in a funny way. She didn't really cotton to it. So i just like to make it clear. I wasn't complaining, but I am now complaining about Gretchen complaining about me not complaining. So I guess I'm kind of complaining in the end. Uh, so as far as the Grandmother of the Year competition, I got to say, Mom, you're surging back into the lead. Well, thank heaven. Yep. 
thank heavens, because let me tell you, you can say whatever you want about me as long as I get that award. <laughs> well, you, in fairness, you are on the podcast to defend yourself, as you do uh, quite readily. So, um, you know, uh, I have in the past floated the idea with Anna, because Anna's complained, too, about me talking about her on the podcast in the past. Um, I have floated the idea if she gets to come on and tell an embarrassing story about me. Should we do that sometime well, as revenge? I know you hate having anybody else on the podcast, but Anna. I do you do. Who said that? Anytime I bring up having my aforementioned mother-in-law Gretchen on the podcast for a you brief segment, you just I have and you're like no, no, that's you. That's what you're like. That yeah. that is not true. Yep. And it's true. That is not true. Yes. That is not true. Let's stipulate that it's true and move on. It's not. No, no, I'm not moving on. No, I have never said that ever. Never. Never have I said that. I can't say it more ways than that. I just have never said that. Confidential to pop mom listeners. It's true. It's not true. This may be the end if you do not rectify this immediately and say that is not true. <laughs> I have brought up the idea of other people making an appearance on the podcast. Dad, Gretchen, Anna, and every time it's just like the line has gone dead at the very least. That, and sometimes yeah, it's just so a flat no. It's true. No, because one time I said to you, how come you don't do a podcast with Dad sometimes? And you said, Dads are not funny. <laughs> That's true. That's true. See, I will admit to that. You will just lie and lie and lie, but I will admit to the things that I actually did say. Okay. Well, then how about this? And if you edit this out, you will be in trouble. But you tell stories all the time that you edit out and leave all my bad stories in. <laughs> Well, I'm going to edit that out. So. You better not. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> you, you're bad. <laughs> really. If, that you, if you edit that out, then I'm going to be really mad at you when I come to visit. I'm not going to bring any checks mix or anything. <laughs> Okay. Do you hear me? <laughs> I hear you. I will be editing all this out, though, of course. No. <laughs> I'll edit this one. Oh, you'll edit it? <laughs> That's true. Anytime you tell a story that, not every time, but most times when you tell a story that could embarrass you, uh, I'll leave it in. But if I tell a story that'll get, that I think will get me in trouble, I cut it right out. You do? Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Now... In other words, in other news, I love Gretchen. I think she's wonderful. Yeah, she is. I really do. She's the grandmother year, in my opinion. No, Johnny, no! Oh, I, I just hate this podcast. I hate it. <laughs> well, if you hate it so much, why don't you ever let anybody else appear on it? I welcome anyone that would like to appear on with us any time. 
Remember that time we had the guy from the inner town on to talk about what was it they stole? The Mr. Potato Head? I think that's the last guest we had. Mr. Potato Head. It was a little awkward. It was a little choppy. It was it was difficult enough trying to keep our back and forth from fumbling all over each other. (laughs) So if you wanna if you wanna bring somebody else on. By all means, please, please, please bring whoever you want on. Okay. Well, that's a change of heart from Mom, and I appreciate it. Um, that is not a change of heart. Okay. <laughs> and I want that award. <laughs> well, I don't know. Gretchen's woo, Gretchen's made a big move in the last 10 minutes over the course well, of this the, conversation. The squeaky wheel, you know, that's, that's the thing. Is now that now you now you have to feel sorry for her a little bit, and she gets to move up in the. She's a clever one, isn't she? Well, I don't feel that sorry for her. I do want to make it clear, Gretchen. You can have the TV as loud as you want. I don't care, and I'm sorry if I embarrassed you with my funny story, um, with my hilarious story that made this the podcast award winning, all that. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm sort of sorry, I guess. Although right after complaining about the podcast, then Gretchen asked me for some computer help, and I was just like, "Call Apple." <laughs> you did not. You helped her. I didn't help her, but just because I didn't think I could. Her photos oh. weren't syncing up, and I can't get into iCloud. That's just a hot mess. Oh, oh. That yeah. iCloud stuff is just a bottomless pit of sorrow. So I was just like, Ugh, I got to I got to run. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I hope she got that figured out cuz yeah. she deserves to as runner up. Um, yeah. Champion of grandmothers. So, I'm glad No, I we... said runner up. Um you said you had a question for me. I do have a question for you. I'm really I've given this some thought. Uh, I know, I know people that listen to this podcast that might be in this question, so it's a little difficult, uh, but unlike you, who says things and then doesn't stand behind them, I will tell you this story. We went to Maine last week to have a lobster lunch in celebration of Merrick's new job with Lego Education. I'm sure it has a different name than that. Mm -hmm. Merrick is my brother. We were eating lobster, and one of the men that I was with put their head back to laugh or something, and they had a booger, like, Mm -hmm. in their nose but out. Yeah. And I thought... If I say something, it might ruin the mood, but would you want to know? Or what if it falls out in the food? And I don't know what to do. I ended up doing nothing. Okay. So you were just looking at that booger the whole time? Well, you could only see it when the person put their head back. Mm. So what do you think? Probably I wouldn't say anything if it weren't. If it's only showing up when someone throws his head back to go, ha, ha, then I don't think that comes up often enough to, if it were visible all the time, then I might 
just say, hey, give your nose a quick little wipe with your napkin. You got a little uh, detritus. Okay. You don't have to say the word booger, right? Just say, hey, you get right. a little something on your nose. Uh, for instance, today at my piano lesson, um, this has been happening to me a lot of past the past few days. Um, my teacher said, what? You've got something on your beard. And, of course, it was a big piece of fuzz because Anna um, got me a beautiful new scarf um, as a gift for my piano recital, in fact, a few weeks ago. And oh. it's, it just got cold, so I started wearing it. And it is so luxurious. And it is this beautiful um, wool but because it's it's new, oh, it's not wool at all. It's, um, wow. Wow, what a liar. It's polyester and rayon. Wow, it's so soft. In any case, um, pieces of fuzz are coming off on my scratchy beard. Uh, so I look like um, sort of a Ted Kaczynski type when I take yeah. the scarf off because I have all this fuzz. It looks like my beard is all unkempt. Yeah, you um, look like that even without the fuzz. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, I'm just hmm. mad at you now. <laughs> oh, um, don't think that, that was called for. Huh. Well, I'm not going to tell my story now. Yes, you are. Well, I don't really remember where I was going with it, so you kind of rescued me. <laughs> so she took the fuzz out of your beard. No, she. I removed it myself. <laughs> but she said something. Well, I wouldn't care about a piece of fuzz. Clearly, this is a different category, yes, but it's still... Yes, I mean, fac- if, what if it was a cornflake stuck in your beard? That has happened. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, then I would hope someone would say something, but it's... Uh, yeah, so we're talking about beard, and then we're talking about sort of mustache area, upper lip area, but once you're, like, in the nostril, and it's not visible during just standard conversation, yeah, I say leave it alone. Okay, well, I did leave it alone, but then it made me feel a little, um, you know, stomachy. Yeah. You know, I know the feeling because I used to work with a guy at the AV club um, who had long nose hair, like long nose hair. And, um, you know, a guy my age, I'm not talking about an elderly type where it's just like, yeah, yeah he doesn't care yeah. anymore. He might as well give up. Yeah, no, forget it. No, it's nothing it. like that. And I, how do you approach that? Because that's like yeah, a booger. A booger is an accident, but long nose hair is like um, deficient. Like, grooming. are you combing it every day, yeah. or what's going on there? <laughs> oh, it's it. Mm, it always bothers me. Time for Secret Santa. Here's a nose trimmer. A nose hair trimmer. Well, this is a person, yeah, who would not have taken kindly to that type. Of, he didn't take kindly to much of anything, really. But uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Now, I have one more thing to say to you. Okay. So, when you're young and dating, you know, you, you, when you get ready for a date or a special night, you know, you, you wash your hair and fix it a certain way and put nice makeup on and shave your legs and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Of course. But. And then you sort of do the same thing when you get older to go to a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't bother with shaving my legs so much anymore because I don't really have a lot of hair on my legs anymore. Mm. Um, but I realized that when I went to the dermatologist, you know, he looks over your all your skin. And uh, since I rarely shave my legs, I forgot to shave my legs. And when I looked at them after I had been to the dermatologist, um, 
it would have been nice to have done that before. <laughs> he doesn't care, though, or she. See, don't I don't care. think he does care. No, because I always, it's funny, I've said this to Anna a hundred times, like, they've seen worse. Whatever you could possibly throw at them, they've seen worse. Right. Right? I hope. Uh, yeah, I think the dermatologist has seen worse than your somewhat hairy legs. Okay. Well, that's I've aired all my uh, physical grievances. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of body stuff this week. Yeah, a lot of body stuff, but I had a lot to get off my plate. So, mm. uh, speaking of plates, shall we move on to our review? Alrighty. This week, we're talking about a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Although it may not be as famous or as widely loved as a Charlie Brown Christmas or It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, the TV special A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving also exists. In this half-hour animated short, Charlie Brown hosts Peppermint Patty and some others from the Peanuts gang for a Thanksgiving dinner he prepares himself. And along the way, Snoopy and his birdie pal Woodstock get into all manner of hijinks, and Linus, the neighborhood pedant, sort of teaches us the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Sort of. Here's a clip. Anyway, why should I give thanks on Thanksgiving? What have I got to be thankful for? All it does is make more work for us at school. Do you know what, what we have to do now? We have to write an essay on Stanley Miles. You mean Miles Standish. I can't keep track of all those people. What's all the commotion? We've got another holiday to worry about. It seems Thanksgiving Day is upon us. I haven't even finished eating all my Halloween candy! Sally, Thanksgiving is a very important holiday. Ours was the first country in the world to make a national holiday to give thanks. Isn't he the cutest thing? A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is available to rent or buy on Amazon and iTunes, or whatever Apple's store is called now. It will air the evening of November 27th on ABC TV. Mom, is it thanks or no thanks for no Charlie thanks. Brown Thanksgiving? Oh. You couldn't wait to say it. I couldn't. This is the most horrible thing I've ever seen for children. What a terrible show this was. It was just... It's pretty it was, dull, isn't it? Oh, it was awful. It was just awful. You know, there was a time um, in the 70s when peanuts, you could you could nobody was drinking coffee unless it was out of a peanuts mug. Or, mm-hmm. or a, uh, a towels, uh, beach towels, and uh, pillows, and it, it was just you were just inundated with with um, peanut stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, peanut stuff. Yeah, you know, this is this seems like, hey, how can we squeeze just a oh, little yeah. bit more money out of this whole franchise? And somebody. Then I would say a good. I'm gonna I'm gonna be generous here. Somebody spent a good 27 minutes and threw this show together. It does feel like someone watched a Charlie Brown Christmas once, um, and 
then and then somebody said to them okay now do that for thanksgiving they're just like uh uh okay let's see there was snoopy doing some funny stuff there was linus explaining stuff to everybody and um you know i say somebody charles schultz did write this according to the credits at least um in his sleep yeah wow it is i mean nothing really happens the only person who really experiences any change or growth is Peppermint Patty. She's the only interesting character in this whole half hour. And I hope you use the term interesting loosely. Yes. Because yeah. to me, the whole point of Thanksgiving is family or friends or family and friends. And, yep. you know, whatever your family is, that's that's what I mean. And I guess that was the point, except they all seem to have families or peppermint patty's father's out of town and uh, you know what the hell <laughs> so, you know so they all go to so they all end up at charlie bounce where's all their families you know i understand the concept of making a family and they all end up going to charlie brown's grandmother right. grandmother's house for thanksgiving but right. this was this really, really missed the mark for me. Well, they do have their own little Thanksgiving with just the kids, and then they decide to all go to Charlie Brown's grandmother's house because she invites them all there, and it's a it's a happy ending. Um, so I think that the families are acknowledged. Um, it does sort of predict the phenomenon of Friendsgiving. That's basically what Charlie Brown and his friends have. We have a name for that now, but in 1973, when this originally aired, we certainly didn't. So it was, you know, 40-plus years ago, it was prescient about that, um, but uh, nothing really happens. I mean, how long do we spend on this phone call between Peppermint Patty and Charlie Brown, where she invites herself over for Thanksgiving? It takes forever, and it's nothing but Charlie Brown standing there on the other end of the line while Peppermint Patty just goes on and on and, and basically lays out the plot of the half hour for us. Right. Right. And then when they all get there, well, I mean, really, who thought Charlie Brown could put together a Thanksgiving meal in, well, period, <laughs> no matter how much time he had? Who thought Charlie Brown could put a put a meal together? That's that's ridiculous. I mean, it's just disappointed from beginning to end. I thought that the meal they put together was pretty cute. All he knows how to make is toast. So they make toast, and they have pretzel sticks and popcorn, and it's all of the things little kids would have for Thanksgiving. I thought that was super cute. Yes, I thought that was very cute. Okay. I really did. Yeah, um, I, I know. Especially the toast part. Just, you know, well, I can make toast. and Yeah, okay. But then everybody was like, what kind of Thanksgiving is this, Charlie Brown? And, uh... You know, well, where was their contribution? They all showed up empty-handed. Nobody brought anything. Well, don't you think Peppermint Patty is probably in a bit of a, um unsettled emotional state? Because her dad's going out of town for Thanksgiving. This is why I say she's the one who interests me, is she seems kind of torn up inside by the fact that her family doesn't give a shit about her. And so she sort of manufactures this new family for Thanksgiving by getting Charlie Brown and some of his friends together at Charlie Brown's house, and then she, you know, it's not perfect, so she's upset. She wants to have family Thanksgiving, and she can't have that, and she looks to Charlie Brown to get that, and he can't really give it to her in the way that she's looking for, because he's not her family. 
but he sort of becomes her family. Really, really reading a lot into this, aren't you? That's I don't think so. I think that's what happens. Why does I just don't think it? I I I think you're trying harder than than this little show tried. (laughs) Really? Well, I do think that's the that's the intention of it, but it's it. It's so thin because we spend so much time on stuff like the phone call and the Snoopy and Woodstock hijinks, which are just like, not hijink enough for me. Mildly funny trouble that they get into. And when I say mildly, I mean not. Right. Exactly. You know, and then, and then what? Snoopy the dog has a turkey that he's, you know, it's just really, really. You want to talk about being on drugs? It just—it it, was—it's ridiculous. Why didn't Snoopy pull out his turkey when everybody was there? Well, I'm not sure we can really get into the verisimilitude of Snoopy, the beagle who walks on two legs and flies a World War One aircraft. You know. <laughs> I, I think that there are other um, licenses taken with the character of Snoopy. That the fact that he has a turkey in his doghouse is not the um, it's not the most shocking to me. Under under a serving bell, no less. <laughs> I mean, That's really, right. you know, the problem is that the Christmas special is lovely, thoughtful, fun. The voices are much cuter. Mm. It has it, it really captures the feeling of Christmas, and I don't think I've ever watched it that it hasn't brought a little tear to my eye. Mm. That's great. This was just crap. <laughs> um, if you rent it on, um, if you rent it online, you also get two other Thanksgiving-related yes. uh, cartoons with it, Columbus. and I do do not recommend. I mean, yeah. if you if you suffered through a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, I promise you that is enough because it just gets more boring from there. That's right. And if purgatory still existed, you would get time out <laughs> up there for watching this. Um, I did watch this with Eve. Yes. What did she think? She liked it. Eve is my two-year-old daughter. She liked it. She said, Charlie Brown is sad and Snoopy is happy. Oh, she did so, get that, huh? She got it, yeah. Well, I wouldn't expose her to this again, or I'll have to report you to Child Protective Services. <laughs> anyway. So I think Eve um, approves, but and mostly she was the target audience. Well, maybe. Well, I, I mean, thought it was terrible, and it's sad that you—it's sad that you have to pay to watch it. <sighs> really, it's like paying to go to the electric chair. Well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, well, you don't have to pay if you watch it on ABC this uh, this November 27th on Thanksgiving Eve. You can all gather I, I around. I recommend the... don't do it. Nope. Gather everybody around the TV and just. And don't watch it. <laughs> watch something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Watch anything else. It is. It's even kind of. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like piecemeal. Right, like we yes. start with, we start off, we go straight into it with Lucy and the football, and then I don't think Lucy ever shows up again. Right, right. Uh, it's just kind of 
yeah, kind of dances around. And hey, I'm happy to have Marcy and Franklin at uh, Thanksgiving dinner, but they don't really bring a lot to the table, quite literally. Um, so I don't understand why this particular group of Charlie Brown friends was chosen for the dinner. I just uh, I think you're right. It just there's not as much um, care and craft put into this one as the other ones. I think yeah. by now Charles Schultz was just turning the crank on his peanuts money machine, and That's this is right. what came out. Right. He he was like he had a, a an Uncle Scrooge basement <laughs> full of dollar bills. Yeah, I, there was. You know, the thing that's really disappointing is that, to me, Thanksgiving is such a wonderful holiday. It is the best. It's all about a great meal, you know, a little football on in the background, and the guys watching that maybe for a little bit. But everybody comes together to the table and enjoys some delicious food and tells some stories and laughs, and it doesn't last long enough, but... It's just a wonderful holiday to remember to be thankful for all the wonderful things in your life. For mm. And it's simple. It's simple. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite holidays just for that reason. You know, it's just about a, a meal with people that you love and care for. And what more could you want? I'm more of a Flag Day guy myself. But, yeah, Thanksgiving is pretty good. <laughs> uh. Flag Day. Yeah, uh, you know, and the special comes around to that being the meaning of Thanksgiving eventually, that it's about being thankful and really that it's about being with friends and family, as you said at the top of the um, segment here. But along the way, they do bring Linus in for a second, and he, uh, you know, he talks about the first Thanksgiving and the Miles Standish, who, I'm sorry, maybe this makes me a bad American, but I, I don't even remember who that is. Um, and... Uh, that stuff has not aged well. We really don't care as much about the first Thanksgiving anymore because we kind of know what happened after that, right? Right. So um, yeah. we don't emphasize that uh, 1621 meal quite as much anymore, and it really is just about the meaning of the holiday being friends and family. And like I said, it's friends have come into it more. Your people. It's about being with your people, I guess. Right, anymore, the people right? that you choose to spend the holiday with, which I think is is wonderful. I really yeah. do. I agree. I agree, uh, but I just think the Linus piece that's kind of shoehorned in there, shoehorned in there to begin with, shoehorn. Wow, I don't know how how that would work, but it sounds wow. Unpleasant. Talk about me being bitter. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it just doesn't. It falls pretty flat now. Yeah, it has not aged well. Okay, I could. I really couldn't. I couldn't come away with anything that 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 was that meant a darn thing to me. Again, as I say this, I want to tell you, you know, the things that I noticed they, as they all get into the back of the car to go to grandma's house, they all get in the back. There's no seatbelts. You know, it's just like, it's weird. Everything about it was weird to me. They get into the back of a station wagon that has not only the third row seats, but then seats on the sides Side, of the third yes. row. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a blast from the past. And yeah, no seatbelts. Charlie and Brown is standing up when the car pulls away, in fact. And I just, I was grabbing onto the coffee table just <laughs> sympathetically. Because, you know, when you put the kids in the car now, it's like they're in the space shuttle. Oh, my God. They're, they're in so tight, they can't even hardly breathe. It's ridiculous. 
Well, it's it's safe. I don't know how ridiculous it is, but well, uh, it right. certainly it's very is different. safe. But wow, it does not look comfortable. Um, all right, Mom, what is your grade oh. for a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Oh, it doesn't even really deserve a grade, but I'm going to really be fair here and give it an S minus minus. <laughs> there you go. Never has a grade deserved the losing horns more than that. I'm not That's even going to play around this week. That is just straight up losing horns. Nope, just stunk. It was sad, and it stunk, and it was depressing. Okay. Do you have a recommendation to bring things back up this week, Mom? Um, I don't have a recommendation <laughs> um, because I have tried to read four different books, and one of them that I did read was like, Dad said, what is your book about? And I said, eh, it's a novel. And um, I just, so I don't have anything. It's just. Just nothing. Get ready for your Christmas shopping, Mel. Okay. Well, I'll slip in a little recommendation then. Is that okay? Yeah, please do. Anna asked me to watch this show with her called The End of the Effing World. Um, It's on Netflix. It's a British show. And uh, this season two had just appeared on Netflix. And she said to me, oh, but you have to watch it from the beginning. And I said, okay, I'm never going to watch it. Bye-bye, because I really believe in, like, you can jump in anywhere um, and just go. I don't want to have to go back and catch up, because then it feels like work. And um, Anna became quite irritated with me, and it became a thing about how, like, you don't listen to my recommendations. Um, And I said, would you be quiet? I'm trying to watch the football, et cetera, et cetera. So finally I agreed, okay, let's, you know, show me an episode from the very beginning. Not bad. Another episode. Oh, wow. Pretty good. So Anna was right, as usual, as I say to the kids, Mama is all, almost always right, and Daddy is almost always wrong. Um, and it proved true again. It features two um, teenagers. Uh, what does Anna call it? Um, teenage dropouts or something like that. That's her nickname for it. But it's two teenagers who... Um, have not had a great lot in life. Uh, one of the the boy um, considers himself a psychopath. He's not really that, but he is. Um, he's had a tough childhood. He lost his mom early on, and he doesn't really know how to deal with the world. And um, this girl who also has a tough uh, family life, and she just is the opposite of him, where he sort of withdraws into his own personal world. She is just out and loud and annoying everybody. And the two of them end up running away from home together. And uh, I've only watched three episodes so far, but the writing is great. Um, The performances by the two leads are excellent. It's the end of the effing world, and you can find it on Netflix. And thank you to Anna for always being right and for uh, recommending this to me and now to the listeners. Perfect. By the way, Gretchen, you're always right, too. Let me just uh, abase myself before everybody. I'm an asshole, and you're you're all the best. I think I've covered all my bases there. Well, I, I hardly think so. I think I got everybody. Let me see. Anna, Gretchen. Yep, yep. I think that's everyone. All right. Well, fine. Fine. That'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back Get next it right, week to talk about it's the more. last one you will ever do. Yeah, right. 
Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, though? Uh, oh, shoot. Mom, you got any ideas? Hurry. Something interesting. Oh, good. Right under the wire, she got it in. Something interesting. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. I love you, too. You know it. I do.